Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. brand name, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> what I'm right? talking about is, when you chop my dope down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Child. I'm here at your girl D. Scott, and it is Tell the Truth Tuesday, July 19, 2016. <clears throat> so I wasn't on air yesterday because I had a um, golf tournament that I needed to go to with some of my vampire family, and um, I only play golf about once a year, if that. So it was quite interesting, the fact that the night before that, because I'm um, I'm off my meds right now. I was taking uh, fluoxetine, which is a brand of um, you know, the illegitimate name of uh, Prozac for depression, so on and so forth. I've been very open about that. Again, this is why this show was started. Tell the truth Tuesday. So I'm off that because it was causing me to have some some issues, you know, some physical issues and some you know little side effects that I don't appreciate. So I started getting off of that and. Um, so it fucks with your sleep. You know, when you first start taking Prozac or anything for antidepressants, sometimes it'll have you up for days, sometimes you'll sleep for days, which one of the problems with depression, especially the kind that I have, is I'll sleep. I'll sleep 12, 14 hours when I can. So I just won't get out of bed, especially in the wintertime because I hate winter. So, and typically, you know, because I'm a night owl, I, I can be up by noon and functioning, but when you're going through something, you cannot. So I was doing a lot of cleansing and things this week. I'm still, you know, excited about the fact that last week we had and we still have the number two post on the internet as far as Instagram is is concerned. If you're not following me on Instagram, you can follow me at miss.d.scott under the hashtag Leisha Evans, L-E-S-H-I-A-E-V-A-N-S. If you look, my post is the second ranked posting of her at all. And so what I found out today, this is all, you know, y'all know I don't like people stealing my shit. So I will kindly, when I see people, because I do research my hashtags, my zero fux, zero fucks nation, team zero fucks, you know, uh, zero all anything to do with zero fucks, I hashtag it and see like how people are using it and so on and so forth. So, the reason that zero fucks is spelled the way it is, fux, is because I'm a mom, and so I felt it was kind of crass to just say fuck the way that Bethany Frankel, Housewives of um, New York's character, does, and that's why her shirt is not doing as well as mine was. So. You know, I I get on the Internet and I see that people have reposted 
that post. And so my way of being nice and doing that and, and saying like, hey, you know, you didn't write that, especially when they don't credit me or they don't use the repost app or whatever, is I crip walk on their site and I say, hey, thanks for reposting this. And what I found is that it's a lot of men that actually repost my shit and then don't give credit to me, which I've told y'all before that when I ghostwrite, 100% of the people that I've ghostwritten for are men. Um, so, and shout out to my, my little, my little one, Mickey Moscato. Um, you know, I've done some work with her before in the past and she now again is finally saying she's ready. And like I told her, I said, books are kind of like babies. They kind of come when they want to. It's not a nine month process. It's not a one month process. I'm able to finish books when I'm focused on that book. If I need to, I can finish a book. I finished one book in one day. I did a ghostwrite from start to finish within three weeks at one point was from six pages to 206 pages in three weeks and was on Amazon and Kindle. So when I saw that Melania Trump had actually stolen verbatim um, Michelle Obama's uh, speech from 2008 at the Democratic uh, Party saying, I, um, you know, it, it just, one thing about this election is actually bringing the circus and the racism out of everybody. So, you know, today I'm watching some bullshit with the delegates, and it's crazy to me how everything is just a big act. So you have the American Samoas and then you have the Hawaiians that are coming forward saying that they endorse Donald Trump and all this other stuff with the votes and the delegate votes. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, you guys are part of America, but you're still a fucking island. Like, you're still away from the bullshit that's going on here. And the difference between you guys and why you can endorse somebody like that is because you guys own all your shit. You didn't let people come into your, you know, your territory, we'll say territory, and just gank everything and take it. You guys still have power. You guys still have your traditions. You guys still, and let's be clear, you're still a nigga. I don't care if you're Samoan, American, Samoan, fucking Hawaiian, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself, and some of you Alaskans too, you're still a nigga in the eyes of America and in the eyes of racists. So <clears throat> it was very odd to watch that and then to watch one of the delegates from Washington, D.C., you know, stand up and say, you know, none of us voted for Trump. That says a fucking lot. That says a lot. 19 delegates, and I'm not even into politics, okay? But the fact that not one of them motherfuckers voted for you, ooh. You know, and then they were outraged at the fact that, like a lot of people have been saying, like, this doesn't even mean anything. So they appointed themselves. And he's like, that's not fair. You don't need our 19 delegates. We, not one single person, backed you up on this. So I just find it quite odd that people are going to do what the fuck they're going to do. And you know, it really bothers me to watch black people endorse Trump after everything that he said. We're not even just talking about the racism, about the fact that it's come out that he's damaged small businesses and some of his business dealings that were wildly insane and that he's, you know, been accused of raping an underage girl, you know, several, several years ago, and yet we're still talking about Michael Vick and a fucking dog. You know, <laughs> like, it's just, it's too much for me. So now let me get to the gangster shit. So... You know, I haven't been feeling too well all week. I do have um, a trip coming up this weekend with my girls, with my sister. And so um, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to make sure that everything's in shape, but I've just been feeling sick, you know, just been feeling sour. So, you know, y'all know I was talking to, uh, you know, a youngin', whatever. He was he had replaced the old youngin', which I haven't dealt with him in a long time. But um, I had to let him go. I had to block him on my phone. I had to block him in my text messages because I'm just, you know, when I don't feel well, like, it's a fucking wrap. Like, because if mama is sick, shit can't function. Shit can't go on. I can't be a hunter and be sick. I can't go to work. I can't run my businesses. I can't do anything if I'm not feeling well, you know. So... Um, and then I'm planning for this trip, and then I have wardrobe, and then I'm still cleaning out my mother's house, and I threw out, like, 
you know, 30 bags of garbage of things that, you know, and I have to be meticulous when I look through things. I have to be in the mood. So you're talking about I was up on two or three 14-hour stints, 16-hour stints, where I'm just going through everything in my mother's house and, you know, put, you know, compiling it to where it needed to be because it was time. You know, we have renovations and stuff going on here, and um, it's just, it's a lot. And then I'm I'm trying to, you know, do other things and do other things for the community as well. And so, I had, you know, work to do, and then I had this golf outing. So you're talking about the one day I slept one hour, went to work, handled everything, and then came home, slept two hours, found out we had to be at the golf course at 9.30 in the morning, which our tea time wasn't even until 11.30. I'm like, why the fuck do you want us there? So hmm, we get there, and we're there, of course, until 3, 4 o'clock. And then I went, had drinks, you know, with my, my people that I work with, I made this amazing uh, tequila fudge with, uh, and forgot about zesting lines and how you could take your finger clean off your hand if you zest the wrong way with that little thing, that, that grater that you could grate cheese with. All in all, we had a blast. It was a ball. And I ended up not feeling very well yesterday because I had been up for almost two days with three hours sleep. I just I couldn't sleep because once I get in that cleaning mode, like it is what it is, and everything has to be organized, everything is getting bleached, Every, like just old school, like old school black Spanish people house, like the music was on, the Commodores were playing, everything was getting clean, okay? So I get a call, well, I'm sorry, not even a call. I get an email from somebody that I know personally um, because I don't give out my phone number like that just because, you know, I just don't. So... He's like, listen, you know, I know you don't, you know, like me that way. However, you know, and we're cool. He's like, could you help me pick out a gift for my sister? And I'm like, listen, you're on borrowed time right now because I have 10 million things to do. And so this is the only time frame that I have that I'm open, you know, to be able to come out there to the mall, meet you, get your sister her gift. And I don't know his sister, you know. He's like, she's about your size, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay. Everybody says that. Every salesperson says that. So we get out there, and I'm going to tell you why the story is important because it's part of the comparison level alternative. So we get out there, and I said, well, meet me at Lord & Taylor, you know, because sister's my age, my height, my, you know, whatever. So we get there, and he's like, well, what would you, you know, do with this? And I'm trying to, you know, be conservative. Like, well, you know, because I don't know how your sister is. So, um, I said, all right, well, if I were her, I would, you know, he's like, would you wear this? I'm like, yeah, for sure. Black studded dress, you know, Michael Kors dress. Now, y'all know I'm not with the shits, like with the purses and stuff like that, because my mom, that's something that she did, you know what I'm saying, years ago before it even became popular. So we um, turned around, and we, you know, we're sitting in there, and I was like, okay, this is a really nice dress. I would get it in this size. And he's like, okay, well, if I'm going to get her this, I have to get her the shoes, too. He's like, well, what size shoes do you wear? Because she wears, like, probably the same size you wear. Now, I know that y'all can probably hear where this is going, but I didn't because I'm stupid because I'm just like, okay, well, I wear eight and a half to a nine, depending. But, to, you know, in a stiletto, I wear a nine. In a regular shoe, I wear eight and a half. So I was like, I'll get her the little Michael Kors shoes to go with it, you know, which – I wouldn't pick out Michael Kors for myself just because, A, I'm cheap, and then, B, because I'm way extravagant. So I'm on, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's me, always there's, a, you know, a boob hanging out or a leg or something like that, unless I'm buying, like, evening gowns and things like that for events. But it was still a beautiful dress. I, I'm obviously, you know, I would wear something like that to dinner or something like that. So we get to the register. He pays for everything. A few hundred dollars, you know, for a dress and shoes, which is, you know, typical of Lord & Taylor. They know me in there. So, because I get shoes from there sometimes, and I have a problem with shoes. So, we're walking to the door. This the whole thing took like 20 minutes. 
right? And this is a guy that I've, you know, told before, like, no, nah, I'm not, you know, I, I, I can't rock with you like that. It's not going to happen. I can't give you my phone number. You know, you can contact me via email, no problem. And I'm not shunning the motherfucker. I mean, I know him. I've seen him. This is not somebody that, like that guy that I was telling you about before that be in my inbox and shit, dedicating shit to me on the Internet. And I'm like, are you even a human? Like, I, you could be a fucking, you know, a female for all I know, you know. So you get you know, those type of people. But this person I know particularly, I know, you know, who he is, where he works, all that good stuff. So, but there's something about him that I will not fuck with him. It's just, it's one of my rules. I'm not going to bend it. And that's just what it is. So I'm walking with him. He's like, here, hold these bags. He's like, because I don't want to be in the store, you know, walking around with these girly bags. So I'm like, okay. So we get to the door. He's like, well, where'd you park? I said, I parked upstairs. He's like, all right, well, I parked right outside this door. So I said, okay. So he's walking out the door and I'm like, hold up here, take your bags. And he's like, no, nah, that's all you. And leaves me with the fucking bags. Now, in this moment, I'm in complete shock because I'm like, what the fuck just happened? So this is what I mean by the comparison level alternative. If this is a guy that doesn't even have my phone number, and trust me, he's not a fan. He ain't never read a book. He don't listen to my show, none of that shit. He knows me personally. This is a guy that I specifically said, no, I will not fuck with you like that because of these are the reasons why. We could be cool and shit, but other than that, I don't fuck with you like that. The fact that this motherfucker, and, and like I said, he took time out of his day too, came there and was like, I just wanted you to have that. You understand what I'm saying? So guys can get mad at me when they say, you a brat, you spoiled, you this, you that. But let me just be clear about a few things. If a man would go and do that for me, and I ain't giving up no ass, I ain't fucked this dude, I ain't giving him no pussy, I ain't kissed a man, ain't never even hugged me, no nothing. That's not a simp. What that motherfucker did, ain't nobody never did no shit like that. However, I'm still not impressed. Okay, because to me, that's manipulation, because he knew that if he would have bought that shit for me, just off, first of all, if he would have offered me to go shopping, I would have said no. Second of all, if, if he would have offered me, like came and brought it to me, I would have said no. I wouldn't have accepted it. So the fact that he knew what kind of woman he was dealing with by saying, I'm going to have to trick this motherfucker into buying her a gift. And, and this goes back to something that happened on the MMDTS show where a guy was saying, like, you know, what if your girlfriend used your credit card without your permission? I'm like, what type of fucking female would do that? Unless it's paying a bill that's for the greater good of the house that y'all share or something like that. You, she shouldn't be online using your credit card to buy shoes, to buy nothing. Like, it, it, that shouldn't be an issue. And one of the females spoke up and said, you know, well, speak for yourself, whatever, whatever. And this is what I tell you females all the time. I ask for nothing. That's why I usually get everything. Anything that I can even fucking think of in my head, I've always gotten it because I never asked for anything. I don't buy about it. I don't hint about this shit. If a motherfucker want to have you, if a motherfucker wants you to have something, he's going to give it to you. Right? So you... The comparison level alternative is this. I just stopped fucking with a dude. Actually, let, let's just keep it G. I stopped fucking with that motherfucker really three months ago um, because it just it wasn't working. You know, he got what he wanted out the deal. I got what I wanted out the deal, and I just left it at that. We couldn't grow. And so that's not something that's interesting to me. If I can't grow with you, if we can't make moves together, if I don't have a business partner, there's nothing I can do. I'm not even interested, not even slightly. So, you know, when you're dealing with somebody that couldn't even tell you happy birthday until you told him it was your birthday, when you're dealing with a motherfucker that previously didn't give two shits about your feelings, didn't care about what you thought of them, didn't care about any of your opinions and ideas, and in his mind thought that you were putting him down because you wanted him to do better, not by you, but by himself. You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm coming to you telling you this is how much this property costs, you should probably go buy it. And you just sit on it and don't do nothing. This is a problem for me. Right, because you're just talking shit. You just want me to waste my time and research shit for you so that you cannot buy it. You know, when you tell me shit like, well, you know, just a lot of this shit that this motherfucker did was just so 
childish and coming from a place that you wanted to get something out of me, but you weren't willing to give anything in return. So then you have this comparison level alternative, the CLO, of this guy just saying, look, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time with you. He didn't want to go eat. He didn't want to do nothing. And and when I emailed him, and this is crazy because I still didn't give him my phone number. And when I emailed him, I was like, why did you do that? Because I'm definitely not going to run out of the mall and be like, oh, my God, take this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I was almost embarrassed because I'm just like, here I am. I should have picked up on that. I'm thinking I'm a G, right? I should have picked up on the fact that this dude was going to give me this dress, this beautiful dress and these shoes. But I didn't. And, and so I felt bad that he had to trick me into accepting something when if it, if it was the other dude that had done that for me, I would have been so enamored by that situation three months ago. So after, you know, that happens, right, I had to block dude on my phone, whatever, whatever. And this is crazy because as you're transitioning off your medication, you start to sleep a little bit better because you have some days where you can't sleep at all. So I was knocked out today, and I had this weird-ass dream about the dude that I, you know, stopped dealing with. What's so fucking crazy is that I wake up and I see that he called my phone, but it doesn't go through because he's blocked. So I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, what, you know, so I had to tell him, I was like, look, you can, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're doing good, but you got to stay out my inbox and stay off my phone because if you can go 10 days without communication with me, then you should just go 10 years. I don't want, I don't want to play with you. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. And it's not because some, some dude bought me a dress and shoes. I have several hundred pairs of shoes. I have many dresses. I have so many clothes that I give a lot of shit away because, you know, I'm either not interested in it or I've worn it once or twice or something like that, and I'm just not interested in it anymore, but I do give it to the, the females that I'm closest to, you know. So, like, if something's too small, I give it to my sister. If something's, you know, too young-looking for me, perhaps, I give it to my nieces. If something is, you know, a little bit on the goth side or a little bit on the dark side, I give it to my girl Tammy. So, you know, because I know they'll appreciate uh, what I what I have. So, the comparison level alternative also tells me that not only do I not have to put up with your shit, and, and this is what makes me look at women a little bit odd. So, of course, I'm watching my ratchet television, and you basketball wives have really, really got shit fucking confused. And I hate that, that I'm getting ready to say this because it's going to sound like I'm on the men's side, and I'm really not. Um, you women have got a very, very confused that you can marry an athlete, right, and that he cheats on you, okay, which, no, he should not. He he shouldn't. And, and no, I don't believe it comes with the territory. I don't believe in that. Um, you took a vow, stick to it. Nobody deserves to be cheated on. So you women have gotten confused in thinking that just because he cheated on you and you want to get a divorce, that, that means y'all get to separate. And one of the illest things that anybody has said on the show and this is why I, I, I go back and forth with Jackie Christie, but Jackie Christie been married for 20 years. I think longer than that. I remember her. Um, she was always fucking crazy. Um, but Angel Brinks, the young lady, I think she's, I want to say she's Persian or something like that. She's definitely Middle Eastern. She's not Spanish at all, but she has a baby to a basketball player. And she was telling the one girl, she was like, okay, so he's not doing what you want him to do. You got to be careful with that separation shit. Talking about you need time and all this other shit because, she goes, what if he gets used to you not being there? What if he gets used to, you know, him being able to do what the fuck he want to do? You're done. You know what I'm saying? You're done. And the fact that he knows that he has money and you can't survive without him, that usually triggers a lot of things too. So here I am. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm eating this um, tequila drenched watermelon. 
out of my drink because um, that's how I roll fresh watermelon margaritas because I'm off today technically. So one of the things that I dislike about watching Basketball Wives is that the only one of y'all motherfuckers that's still married is Jackie Christie, which is the one that's fucking jackpot, ape shit crazy. Mm. But that's because her and her husband are fucking nuts. And she's very jealous and very possessive. I don't know that I have that much time to be jealous and possessive, but I will, like, I am known for, like, popping up on a motherfucker, like, hey, what's up, how you doing? In a city, you know, in another state. I don't give a fuck. So I, I see a lot of these women, you know, and this is the the famous thing that they say, you know, he was out doing him, and right now I think I'm just going to do me Hold up. <laughs> that was funny. So you're going to do you. but and, and this is why I wish that Tammy Roman would speak up a little bit more because when she was married to Kenny Anderson, like, she ended up going on welfare. And I've talked to y'all. She really is. Her and Jackie Christie, she's really the original basketball wife because I remember her back in the day, too. Shawnee, Shawnee as well. But Shawnee, I, I could tell you a lot of things about her, but um, I'm not because she's the EP of <laughs> Basketball Wives, and I have respect. I put some respect on her name. So, anyways, <laughs> um, but let's just put it this way. Shaquille had several children before he dated Shawnee because that was during the, the L.A. times, and I used to spend a lot of time in Los Angeles back in the day. So, um, and, of course, he cheated on her, too, So and supposedly with one of her best friends. So that was in the wedding, but we won't talk about that. So, my issue is this. You you girls get very confused, and I guess this is where men get mad, and trust me, I'm not on their side, when they said, well, you went on the court shooting with me when I was making these millions, so you're not entitled to X amount of dollars. So here's my issue, because the story always is the same. Some of them are not married. Most of them had their children before they got married. That's why... I'm not saying that I respect Aisha Curry anymore or any less than any of these other chicks because for all we know, she could have been groupified on the side as well. Last I checked, I think she was in the friend zone, and I think she just surpassed all the other bitches. And, 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 and everything with men, ladies, is not about taming. It's about timing. You know, the same motherfucker that might have been dirty as fuck to you two years ago, the timing might be right. He might be somebody else's dream. And trust me, I know because I've had a lot of hellions in my life that they may have done some fuck shit to y'all, but and I'm not saying that I'm a better woman than you, not by any means. I'm just saying that by the time they got to me, that's just probably not who they were anymore. And plus, I'll bash your fucking head open with a rock. I mean, that's, we just two different people. So, And then sometimes I get the exact same thing that fucking you got. That's why I don't warn you motherfuckers. I ain't going to sit up there and tell you what a motherfucker did to me. No, no, he was amazing. He was great. You go and you fucking deal with that bullshit. I'm not dealing. I want you to talk to this motherfucker. Please do. So my whole issue is these women getting this false sense of, let me just be clear. Okay, I'm going to just fucking say it. The court can mandate that a motherfucker pay you a million dollars a month in child support. That don't mean he going to fucking pay it, okay? The court can mandate that he pays you $10,000 a month in child support. That don't mean the motherfucker going to pay it. And so now you have the situation, and it, it, it hurts my, my little telltale heart to watch, first of all, Brandy's husband looked like a gremlin. Let's just keep it all the way, G. He's not cute. I don't, I, you know, hey, whatever. I don't do that, but whatever. So let's just keep it G. So if the motherfucker cheated on you while you had cancer in Orlando, okay, and he knew you had cancer and y'all were having fertility issues and all this other shit, that motherfucker ain't got no soul. 
You understand? <laughs> like, like a motherfucker cheat on the average broad, or he could cheat on the baddest broad, but a broad with cancer, you know. And it wasn't like she had like the deathbed cancer. Like, damn, she couldn't. I, I, I just, if you would do that, you ain't got no fucking soul. And he's ugly, so you gave this motherfucker a little bit more credit than what the fuck he deserved. You should have treated that motherfucker like he was still ugly, and maybe he might have respected you a little bit more. But you allowed the money to get in the way. Just keep it G. So now he gets kicked off the magic. Well, before that happened, she moved to L.A. I'm going to just be clear. I don't know what kind of men y'all deal with. When me and any of mine get into it, it's like, oh, you finna move to L.A.? Well, who's money? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? And, listen, I just, I come from the school of, like, my dad was like that, like, nah, you know, who who's breaking up? Not us. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you walk out the door, that's fucking it. You're going to do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. We're going to send the papers. So, and trust me, I have a track record to prove it. That's why I got divorced. You want to leave the house, ain't no separation. We're just not together, period. So that's why I told young boy today, I said, look, if you go 10 days without speaking to me and you got, you know, there's a lot of shit going on in this country. You know, but the first thing I always ask somebody is like, is you good? Like, is everything okay? Because that's my first concern as a human being. Like, you okay? Okay, well, if you okay, then leave me the fuck alone. Because if you could go 10 days without speaking to me, go 10 more. You know what I'm saying? We're not friends. We're not cool. We, I don't mean nothing to you. You don't mean nothing to me. Let's just leave it at that. So when I see this girl move to L.A., she's having fun with her friends. Are you out of your fucking mind? This motherfucker just was cheating on you with a broad that lived in the city that y'all was living in. No, no, that that was dumb and then turned around, and guess what happened? All while he trying to get her back, guess what happened? He did this shit again, probably with the same broad. That's why it hurt so much, because it was probably with the same broad. Now, if the motherfucking shit happened one, two, six, seven times, go let the motherfucker be with her. He only begging to keep you back so that you don't leave this motherfucker and take his money. Now, pause. The, you know, God don't like ugly. So guess what happens? The motherfucker gets traded from that team and ends up having to go play in China. In motherfucking China. So now, all of a sudden, she's talking about she don't want to work shit out. Now, I don't know how much of a pay grade... Um, loss that he has but what I do know is like all of a all of a sudden now you don't you know what I'm saying now you don't want to be with this motherfucker and he playing in China but you wasn't saying that when you was with him for 10 years 12 years whatever y'all have a son together all this other crazy shit like that's not cool you know what I'm saying so I just feel like you know what I'm saying like don't try to get rid of the motherfucker after the fact you know what I'm saying don't don't try to get rid of him after the fact that you you know what I'm saying? Been with him all this time. You was rocking with him, and now he in China. You don't want to fuck with him. But you took him back after the first time, but then the second time you like, nah, that's not, no. Same thing with Gennaro, um Pardo, when Malaysia's husband, he cheated on her a couple, two, three times. Now, he's a nice-looking cat. You know, she, she stuck it out. They got a set of twins. She got one of the larger settlements in basketball motherfucking history because she got to take half that motherfucker's pension. Mm-hmm. So y'all that are sitting up there popping out these kids, motherfuckers, and y'all ain't got last name, you have no fucking rights. And another another young lady that pops on the show, she dates somebody that played for Seattle or Washington or something like that. She got a, they've been together four years. They got a daughter together. Daughter looked like she about three. So you see what I'm saying? It's like you guys think keep, keep thinking that having these children is an insurance policy, and it's fucking not. You can even think that getting married is an insurance policy, and it's not, because the comparison level alternative is this. People talk so much shit about Vanessa getting back with Kobe. They're on baby number three right now. She's currently pregnant with their um, third daughter, um, and he's retired. People can say whatever the fuck they want to say. Kobe Bryant cheated when he was 25 years old, 
and she, Vanessa, I think was 22, something like that, 22 or 21. They've been together since she was 17 and Kobe was like 21 or something like that. I don't know. But they they were babies. I know she was a teenager when they got married. And they didn't date long. It wasn't long at all. And people talk so much shit about her taking back Kobe, right? Here's my thing. What's her comparison level alternative, right? What what Who's she going to date after Kobe Bryant? Let's just let's keep it all the way G. Just like everyone talks shit when Cookie went back to Magic Johnson after the whole AIDS thing. Let's keep it G. What's the comparison level alternative? Who is she going to date after Magic Johnson? After everybody knows that your husband had AIDS and possibly could have infected you, who in the fuck are you going to date? Let's look at Beyonce and Jay-Z. Okay, so they break up. Let's look at Jay-Z's comparison level alternative. Who the fuck are you going to date that's better than Beyonce? You looking like that. You understand what I'm saying? What's her comparison level alternative? Who are you going to date that's more gangster than Jay-Z? Forget the looks. That's more gangster than Jay-Z. She's used to a certain type of man. So who are you going to date that's, you know what I'm saying? Y'all have built a legacy, and this is why I say, if I can't build with a motherfucker, I don't want to be bothered because many times, I'm sure, Beyonce wanted to walk away, and Jay-Z was like, fuck you too. You know some shit done went on. They done fought. Your sister done beat the man up in the elevator. You know, it is what it is. They they black people. That's what, that's what happens. But they've been together now, I think, what is it, 15 years, 17 years in total, something like that. So, you know, the comparison level alternative is this. They've built an empire that's worth a billion dollars right now between the cigars, the liquor, her management company. She owns her own fucking record label right now. She's her own manager. She keeps all her funds. Jay-Z just dropped Drug Dealers Anonymous and then uh, Major Keys. I got the keys with uh, with DJ Khaled just for fun and shit on a Tuesday. And, you know, it's still, you know, up to date, talking about things that are going on in the community that are poignant. They just donated $1.5 million to the Black Lives Matter campaign. So, you know, everybody that talked to all that shit about Beyonce with the formation thing, yet she's putting her money where her mouth is and not everybody else's. So you're Dr. Umar Johnson. You could talk all you want. You're not putting your fucking money where your mouth is because you don't have any. The minute that I go on this motherfucker's page, he got a GoFundMe account. You don't, you don't have nobody to start you a 5013C. You don't have nobody to to sit there and, and sit down with you and tell you that's that you just begging for money. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just begging for money to start a school when why can't you go get grants? I don't understand. You know, and this is the same man, like I said before, that talk calls himself the Pan African Prince and, and, and talks about women and says one minute, you know, we shouldn't be dyeing our hair and wearing wigs and the next minute is dating a stripper. Then called her a maggot. That's what I really had a problem. I didn't have a problem you dating a stripper. I don't care. Mm-mm. As long as she don't, you know, pull no money out of my pocket. But then you turn around and you called her a maggot. That was kind of, you know, saying she ruined your your life and so on and so forth. And I just, I, I don't believe that that was the case. I think that you ruined your own life because you're a fucking prick. So when we talk about the comparison level alternative, you know, people have to understand that wasted time is, is worse than actually wasted money. And so when you look at, the comparison level, like even in my friendships, you know, I had a friend for over 20 years and it was, it wasn't always an exhausting friendship, but I had to, actually, I'm sorry, I had two friendships that spanned over 20 years. And it wasn't that they were exhausting friendships. It's just that when I was at my most pivotal in life and I went to them for help and they couldn't help me, whether it was financially, whether it was a shoulder to cry on, whether it was any of that. And when I say financially, again, I'm going to tell you it was $200. We ain't talking about like stacks. We talking about like when I was at my worst you know, over, shit, we coming up on, let me see. It, it, it was well damn near a decade ago, you know, after my divorce and everything else. Um, and for motherfuckers to make excuses instead of just saying, here, 
You know what I mean? And I respect that. Like, if you ain't got it, just say I ain't got it. But if I'm coming to you, you know, being who I am, that's why I don't ask people for money. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if you reject me, you tell me no. Not that I'm going to take it personally, but just I should be in a better position than to have to ask somebody for money. So imagine my surprise if you're dating someone, if you're hanging out with somebody, and they're always asking you about finances. They're always asking you, well, how much do you make? You know, how much do you make on a day? Like, how much you, that shit is not attractive to me, and that's another reason that you got fucking blocked, because I know you're going to listen. So, you know, and even though you might have just been kidding, I don't fucking play like that. I don't ask you about how much fucking money you make. I don't ask you what kind of fucking car you drive. I don't ask you what's in your fucking bank account. I don't go through your fucking wallet and go through your stuff. You've gone through my purse. You know, you've gone through my phone. That's not healthy for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to crack your fucking skull open. You know what I'm saying? And it's none of your fucking business. If you're not contributing to my household income or to my household bills, you can't come to my house, period. You know what I'm saying? If if you're not contributing to anything to do with my car, don't touch my steering wheel. You know, and a lot of you women keep getting into these situations with these bum-ass motherfuckers. And I'm not saying he's a bum. I'm just saying that I, I don't know what you're here for. Like, I feel like you're trying to use me. You're so worried about somebody using you that you're trying to use me. I'm the wrong bitch. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't need you for nothing but a good time and fucking lullabies. That's it, really. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and if that's all that you have to offer me, that's all that you bring to the table, your comparison level alternative is fucking low. That means that I could replace you in 2.5 seconds. You've made yourself disposable. Now, the gentleman that, that, you know, bought the dress and the shoes or whatever, he's disposable too. And the reason that he's disposable is because he was never in the fucking runnings. I would never date him. So it doesn't matter if you bought me a car, if you return it, take it all back. You understand what I'm saying? And he was so slick with it, he kept the receipt, so I couldn't even take it back if I wanted to. I could exchange it, but you know what I'm saying? Why? For what? You know what I'm saying? It's nothing I could do. It's like somebody sticking you with a baby kitten and shit. You're not going to throw the fucking baby kitten in the garbage. You're going to care for it for as long as you fucking can. That's how I feel about, you know, what he bought. But I also feel like that that was a manipulative move because you knew your opponent, and I also feel like you've done that shit before, so that means I'm not special. I don't want it. I don't think I'm special just because you dropped a couple hundred dollars. And what's sad is that he did that in one day, and the person that I was dealing with for probably over nine months, I I couldn't go in my drawer and pull anything out that that motherfucker (laughs) ever did for me. That was nice. Not a book, not a candy, not a, you know, a bracelet, a trinket, nothing. You know what I'm saying? But I've done nice things for him. And everything is always because you didn't buy me anything for my birthday. Well, my comparison level alternative tells me I don't fucking have to. I just met you. You know, but for you to not even acknowledge my birthday, which I think birthdays are national holidays anyways, um, that kind of puts me in a position where, like, I'm just I'm done with you. Like, I don't have nothing to say to you. We don't have nothing to talk about. I don't want any of dick. It's fucking community property. I'm not interested in the way that you look anymore because now you look ugly to me. And you could be as gorgeous as you want to be. And I understand men where they say, like, yeah, she's pretty or whatever, whatever, but she's a fucking bitch or she's a whore or whatever, whatever. And it just takes points off your overall Basic comparison level alternative. So a guy will look at a chick that's a 10 and say, yeah, she bad as hell, but her coochie stank, her feet ugly, and she ain't got no job. Now, am I going to fuck with her? Am I going to fuck with this girl over here that's a 6 or a 7? But she keeps herself up, she keeps herself clean, and she keeps a job. I can't do nothing else than what I'm doing right now. I try to be a good woman for me, not for you. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just the way I was raised. So if I can't get any reciprocity in my relationships where if I feel like I would give somebody the world and they wouldn't give me 
a fucking, you know what I'm saying, a fucking ice cube from the freezer, then then we can't, you know, it's not going to work. And so although it's hurtful to have to cut somebody off that you saw a lot of potential in or that you, you know, really admired when they were working, when you waste $472 on a motherfucker, when you waste your time on a motherfucker, when you waste $472 as far as, like, your time and your energy and shit that you, other shit that you could have been doing, that's a number that's going to resonate in my head for a very long time. And then not only that, my youngin that I spoke to y'all about before, and if you follow me on uh, Instagram, at Guy, he made a special appearance on there a couple weeks ago. He's coming back to town um, in two weeks. So, you know, I'll get to hang out with him. Now, when I'm hanging out with him, I ain't got no fucking problems. You know, and he's, shit, 14 years younger than me. No fucking problems at all. Ain't no arguing, ain't no slap boxing, ain't no fucking discussions about dumb shit. You know, how was your day? My day's good. And that's what happens when you comparison-level alternative look at people. Now, I would choose him out of all three of them motherfuckers because the one constantly got an issue with me. He hates my guts. The other one got issues with other motherfuckers. You need to go handle that. And then this one, he's just fucking breezy. And that's all I need right now. I don't need a fucking headache. You know what I'm saying? I need somebody to be my place of solace, to be my place of peace. I go through hell every single fucking day. I don't need any more fucking hell. Because if I've already been through hell, I'm really not trying to go through there again. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm when I'm thinking about, you know, who I choose to spend my time with, it's not going to be uh, contestant number one and it ain't going to be contestant number three. It's going to be the motherfucker that makes the most out of my time. It's not going to be the motherfucker that buys me a bunch of shit. It's not going to be the motherfucker that, that, you know, is just always there every time I pick up. No, it's going to be the person that I have the most fun with and the person that I respect for what he's doing in life and the person that treats me the way that I would treat them. No fucking problems. You know what I'm saying? And I understand the kid is young or whatever, whatever, but we have, you know, a mutual admiration. You know what I'm saying? And so that'll take me much further than somebody that's constantly thinking that I'm putting them down because they're not adult and mature enough to say, you know, she's really trying to bring me up. She just wants me to do better because maybe she sees something that I don't see. Maybe she sees something my mama don't see. Maybe she sees something my family members don't see, and she can help me get there. So instead of you being humble and accepting the advice or accepting what I'm trying to get to you, you want to be snarky and you want to be a bitch. I'm not a lesbian. I don't fuck with bitches. You understand what I'm saying? So, and then, and then contestant number three, the comparison level alternative is, yeah, you came and bought me something, but you also pulled out a knot of money that was the size of my printer. That's cool and all because he's a businessman as well. Legit. But I'm not. I'm still not impressed. Like I, <laughs> that's why I tell people, like, just go on my website. If you haven't check out my website, it's www.stayinyourlane123.com. I got some more surprises coming for you guys in the next um, few months. But I don't like to talk too much because I like to just drop bombs on people. And shout out to my boy Saladin. He just came out with his new book, Eyes Wide Shut, about um, different occult organizations, the Illuminati, the Freemasons, and things like that, things that you're not going to find on Google that he specifically spoke to members of these different, you know, elitist groups and, and, and spoke about that. But now that I'm done with that situation, you know, for me, you know, especially coming off meds and just, you know, making sure that everything is okay with my health and making sure everything is okay with my body, again, in 10 days, anything can happen. You know, I was talking on the phone with my homeboy one day, and my mom was laying dead upstairs in her house for eight hours, and I didn't know. You understand what I'm saying? So everything can change in a 24-hour period. If I don't hear from my homegirl in in a week, I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on? You good? Do I need to call somebody? You know, because I understand everybody works. If you can't hit me right back, that's fine. But, you know, if I have to block you, and that's sad because that's the first time I ever had to block somebody. 
that wasn't stalking me, of course. But that's the first time I ever had to do that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much up in age, and I've never had to block a motherfucker just because I did not want their energy because it's not fun for me anymore. In the beginning, if I could go back to the beginning of when I met this gentleman, you know, it was fun. It's not fun to me anymore. Now you're starting to hurt my feelings. I'm going to start hurting your feelings, and then you're going to piss me off, and then I'm going to fucking hurt you for real. And I don't want to do that, and I don't know what it is about me that makes you angry or that makes you feel like you need to talk to me like you've lost your fucking mind, but there's that comparison level alternative again because other motherfuckers let you do that. So you think that you could do that with everybody. And just like with dude, he understood, contestant number three, he understood, like if I offer this to her she's not going to take it so why is it that this man that don't even know me knows that I'm not about the money but you think that somebody wants your $4.87 right and you always asking me about money what the fuck I'm doing right instead of worrying about your own shit or worrying about what you can add because I'm trying to add to you you're not trying to add to me so that's one sided so I can't fuck with neither one of you two and I'm going to have to rock with the youngin okay the 26 year old because we don't have these fucking discussions we don't have these discussions about none of that shit. I don't have to tell him, hey, don't let me catch you on your Snapchat with bitches. I don't, I don't have to tell him that. You know what I'm saying? And, and th- this is somebody that I've not been physical with either at all. You know, but I like to keep it light. I have 50 million other mind-boggling things that, go, that are going on. In addition to that, coming off my medication, then, you know, contestant number one is like, you're an alcoholic. But you smoke weed. What the fuck are you talking about? And you're not around me enough to gauge how much I drink when I'm with or without you. I couldn't do what I do if I was a fucking alcoholic. I wish I could, but I can't. You understand what I'm saying? So then, you know, contestant number three, he don't drink at all. He don't smoke. He don't drink. He don't do nothing. Contestant number two, the young and the one that I like the most, comparison level alternative, tells me that <clears throat> this is somebody that gets paid to not get high. That's, that's paid. Like, if he was to get high, that motherfucker can't go to work. You know what I'm saying? If he gets drunk, he can't go to work. You know, so this is somebody that I respect because he has he has the same restrictions that I do. So he understands if I say I can't come through, I can't come through. And he ain't butt hurt if I fuck with him or not. He's like, okay, you know, do your thing, ma. You know, but we haven't got intimate or anything like that. But, shit, all that can change. But thanks, guys, for tuning in. And thank you so much for making sure that my show keeps going up in ratings. And I definitely am going to have some reporting to do for you guys once I get back in town next week. And thank you guys so much. What happened at the New Orleans? Bitch, I'm bad. I'm popular as a man. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi, catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy, Alabama. Mama, Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. My bag, swag. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I like that. I did not come to play with you, hoes. <laughs> I came to slay, bitch. I like cornbread and collard greens, bitch. Oh, yes. You just to believe it. 